great future. We're talking real money. Now let's join Talking Real Money. Already in progress. No, not really. <laughs> no. Oh, we could use the We're green room starting. version, which would uh, only only be the podcast. Could not broadcast at all. Yeah, for reasons that are well known. This is a broadcast about to become a podcast and go down in history as one of the more unusual ones. I'm Don McDonald. Over there is Tom Cock. Say hi again, Tom. Oh, I'm waiting for the unusual part, but okay. No, go you ahead. are the unusual part. Ah, That's what. Ah, yeah. okay. All uh, right. Yeah, actually, just just to let you know, we air our radio show on KOMO in Seattle on Saturdays from noon to two Pacific time, and usually, it's just a normal radio show with like musical intros and beds and weather and traffic and, and weather, weather and, and traffic and, and a little bit of money and weather and yeah and then don takes money. the audio and edits it into a podcast taking out as much of tom as humanly possible <laughs> well, i knew that was true i, I knew that finally <laughs> confirmed it anything witty i ever uh, said anything important gone, i ever gone. said you know it's out yeah, yeah okay. no yeah well and it but the problem is, is it's not really hard to edit those parts out because they don't exist <laughs> So <laughs> I got it. Now. You got yeah, it? Okay. Anyway, 10 seconds, uh, an hour of something important. So I don't even know where I was going with this. <laughs> I'm totally, I know where I'm going. I'm old. I've lost track. Um, we Give are number and get out of the way. We're talking about money and you're invited no. to join us at 855-935-TALK. Just call us. If you have a question about investing, we're good at that. If you have a question about anything money oriented, we're okay at that. If you have a question about social security, we're going to work on that. Mm, Next week, please. we're going to do a show, or at least we're going to record oh, one yeah. devoted to okay. Social Security. You are going to do this, whether you I like know. it or not. You're I, doing I it, know. damn it. People want this. They demand it. By the way, what did Paul Volcker say? The only, I love this quote, uh, the only valuable innovation the finance industry had conjured up in the past 20 years leading up to 2009. What did he say that was? The ATM. The exchange. The ATM. <laughs> the ATM. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which that, is true i gotta tell you atms i just love that quote were amazing but you know what's better than atms what? smartphones now i don't ever use how an that, atm what, anymore that to, oh i see because you can move all the money on yeah, your phone yeah okay. but and you can deposit checks on your phone i do that all the time i know no i thought okay i'm with you there uh, but what? Are, what? Are, where is this headed? Well, well headed it was headed to that direction. article. It was headed to the article from. Well, no, Mark. it's actually a book. Yeah, but the article you're getting that quote that that was that from yes, the book. The was that from, from Wigglesworth? Yeah, I think it is. I love his yeah. name. This Wigglesworth. A, there's a new book out written by um, uh, Robin. Robin Robin Wigglesworth. How how British is that name? Robin yeah, well, Wigglesworth. I'm Robin yes, Wigglesworth. And I'm going to write a book about money. And I think because I'm, I, I'm so I'm I'm such a Wigglesworth. I'm going to call it trillions because trillions are bigger than billions. You know. Well, no, I think trillions. They said was a takeoff of uh, Bobby Axelrod. All right. Well, whatever. Protagonist of billions. It's a book I'm dying to read. I've read the review. And I'm getting it on Monday. I'll take it with me on my trip next I, week. I read Burton Malkiel's review in mm -hmm. the Wall Street Journal, and this yeah, is a book about index funds. Well, about the kind of the birth and the growth of index funds, which, according to Mister Wigglesworth, Wigglesworth, now hold about sixteen trillion dollars. That's according that's, to Robin about forty percent of the overall mutual funds exchange well, traded Mr. funds Cock, complex. It, so, it sounds to me like we're talking <laughs> real money. I think we are. I think we are. He goes back. 
1971. <laughs> but the point of all this is, as silly as it all sounds, is it doesn't. It sounds your important. Money, your money should be in index mutual funds, index exchange traded funds. It should be in some sort of passive like product. But why? Evidence based. Evidence based. Why? Why? For what reason? Because the rest of it is a fugazi. It's a, it's a, you hope for it. It's a, it, who knows how it's all going to work out if you hire somebody to pick stocks or time markets or all the rest of that but silliness. It's, the, the story of indexing is so fascinating. It was an it idea is. that nobody thought of. For decades of mutual funds, nobody thought of it. And then Wells Fargo sort of made a weak attempt yeah. at it. And then Jack Bogle at Vanguard left the Wellington funds, got fired, started his own company and said, I think I'm just going to make this index fund of the S&P 500. And he brought it to market. He wanted to sell $150 million yeah, worth of the, of the index fund. And he only sold $11 million, And they called it Bogle's Folly in the media. And why do we say you should own index funds? Here's why. I think you should. If you own an index fund, you know what you own today, tomorrow, and the next day. But in the past, the the critics of them called that a guarantee of mediocrity. Okay. Well, if you could be average, you'd be okay in this business. Uh, you guarantee yourself another thing, lower cost. Yeah. Actively managed mutual funds are more expensive. You guarantee another thing, tax efficient. They're more tax efficient than actively managed funds. Yep. And number four. Ooh. Supported by evidence. You can actually say, here's how this index has performed for a very long period of time. Doesn't mean it's going to do that in the future, but here's what it's done for a very long period of time. With everything else, I use the word fugazi, but it, that's true. We, you have no idea what tomorrow holds for any active manager because they could change their philosophy. They could buy different stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So with this, at least you know what you own and you get it cheaply that's the way i think you should look at it and when tom says these are supported by evidence we're not just talking about any run-of-the-mill evidence we're talking about evidence from incredible academics scientists uh like harry markowitz won a nobel prize william sharp won a nobel prize eugene fama won a nobel prize index funds <laughs> They're backed up by almost everything. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. I'm Don. That's Tom. And uh, we're just here for you. Talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Hi, welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. Tom's over there. We're talking real money. And, you know, one of the things that uh, causes people to lose a lot of their real money are all these scams on the phone. I get them all the time. I look at I go, ah, it's a scam. I can tell it's a scam. And I can tell. And I do sometimes like to mess around with them sometimes. Me too. I, I think love it's really that. fun. Yeah. Well, I mm -hmm. just got this email from a, a neighborhood bulletin board kind of thing where somebody mm -hmm. said there's a new scam going around. I've never heard wow. of this one. Uh, okay. they, he got a call from a, a, it said on his caller ID, television services the California number. And there was someone online with just broken English. And she said, they had up, they've upgraded your, we've upgraded your TV service, sir. Oh, yeah. Now uh, I, I just, I, I want you to go to the settings of your computer and give me your IP address. Oh, now, come I on. don't know what they're going to do with the IP address, but I'm sure it's nefarious. So he yeah. said, I played along. <laughs> 
gave him a random no, IP no, address. No, 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 no. It's even better. It's even better. He told her, oh, "Huh, my IP address is all letters." And then he went, "Okay, the first one is F as in Frank. <laughs> the next one is U as in Uncle." Yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, how far did it go before they went? Wait a minute. She hung no. up on the second word. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's creative. That's creative. I gotta say, don't wow. get. And, but his the moral of the story, and this is what I think is so important: never give anybody anything on the phone. If they call you and ask you for stuff, no. The answer is no. If you're not smart enough to give them that answer, or you're not quick enough, just no, no. I don't and, give anything out on the phone. Oh. And don't believe it for a second when they call you and say your social security is in danger because blah, blah. I get that one from time to time. Are you being arrested? Yeah. It's like, yeah. come on. Really? Yeah. I you're going to call me and once. tell me that. Sure. Uh, uh-huh. The police come are on by. The pol- our agents are coming to your way. house. They're yes, on their way. Right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I'll have cookies baked for them. By the way, they can come by as long as they don't have a leaf blower with them. I'm okay with the rest yeah, of it. Yeah. Everybody's so. okay. Everybody's better without a leaf blower, aren't they? <laughs> And that's the coming to an better. end here very quickly. The world so is we'll better see. without a leaf blower. His yeah. neighbor's selling his house, for those of you yeah. who missed that podcast update. Unbelievable selling price. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he gets if it. If he gets so. it, then you're selling. You're just going to run a damned apartment. I'm, gonna, I'm telling probably. you. Probably, yeah. In a, I building, mean, ridiculous. in a building with great internet. And everything else. I mean, for that amount of money, They'll be, they'll be, they'll be, you know, massaging my feet morning, yeah, noon, and night. You'll be down a penthouse looking over the, the lake from. I'll be Bellevue. flying private to do something. I mean, that's crazy amount of money. So we'll uh, see. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number for you to call in questions, but you can also send them to us like many do at uh, talkingrealmoney dot com. As me, David man, did. Me. Here we go. Love mm-hmm. the show. Okay. Love the oh, show. That's he says. Nice. That's nice. Buttering us up. Because it's going to be a, a, an involved question, I think. Oh, okay. Thanks right. for the great advice. I listen to every episode and have for over a year now. Wow. Wow. Very nice. I'm a high-income professional in my early 30s with a portfolio that is currently 100% in equities. I am 60% in the total U.S. stock market index and 40% international index. Um, my portfolio is approaching 500000 I'd like to add in 10% fixed income and then gradually increase from there. He's in his 30s. Hmm. As I have not previously yeah, okay, held bonds, 10%. I know a li- yeah. I know little about them. I have two questions. One, ready? Do what you the heck rec- are they? Yeah. Do you recommend yeah. allocating any portion of a fixed income allocation to tips? I'm going to give them to uh, you one at a time. Oh, okay. Well, so this is this in a qualified account or is this just in a regular? brokerage account i probably he be didn't not very, say okay so i mean if it's a regular taxable brokerage after tax account uh then i probably would not be in favor of using tips because they're going to be relatively inefficient mm-hmm. if it's in an ira for example 401k then sure i would use tips okay then he goes on to question two is there a compelling reason to put bonds in a 403b versus a government 457 or vice versa i have vanguard total bond market index oh good uh, which uh available my 457 and my 403 i have cref bond market account and cref inflation link bond index the equity options in both funds are similar, so I'm not picking a better bond fund at the expense of my equity funds. Nah, I assume- just go with the Vanguard Total Bond. I wouldn't <laughs> I mess around say, with it. I nah. assume I should just go with the VBTLX. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, the other ones are going to be more expensive. I can almost guarantee it. 
they probably are trying to game things to make more right now when interest rates are so low, and they always act like they're not taking more risk to do that, but generally they are. Vanguard's product is going to be very diversified, very low cost, and operated, I believe, in a manner that will be more efficient than Cref's. Yeah, and I'm looking and at that. 10% of your portfolio oh, is not going to make I that gotta, big a difference I anyway. That's, I can't get rid of that. I'm trying to find it, the Kraft thing. He gave me a symbol, but it's too many oh. digits. <laughs> it's too many uh, letters. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, actually, to come to think of it, maybe it's not even a publicly available fund. Might not be because, of course, Kraft was set up for educators. Right, so, right, um, right, right, you right. Know, Yeah, it is not a publicly is, available fund. That yeah, explains okay. it. okay. I just, I mean, I see no reason. And by the way, it's only 10% of your portfolio. Yeah. So we're not talking about a lot. And probably 10% in your 30s, sure, that's okay. Give you a little bit of cushion in the next, you know, big downturn, which, as you know, started last week and is heading into, no, I'm kidding. We don't know yeah. that it started last week. Well, and that's um, actually a, a good uh, a good follow-up to this question. Yeah. The whole question <laughs> of having bonds oh, in a portfolio, gosh. we get a lot of pushback on that <sighs> you know, because the, the talk is, of course, in all the popular media, that this is the end of the big bond bull and that it's all bond bear from here. Okay, so, but let's talk about, and by the way, just look this up. Uh, I do use and have recommended we use for our clients DFIGX, which is an intermediate term bond fund operated by dimensional funds, which is down a whopping 3.9% this year. Whew, tough one there. Uh, and wait, so, but wait, wait, wait. It's, yeah, yeah it, but, but bear in mind, is, oh, is that the total return? So that includes yes, the that income. Is. Okay, so, yeah, so it's that's down everywhere. about 5% yeah. or so, a little over 5% yeah, right. total. Okay. okay, so should I own something that's lost money? Yeah, and, but okay, number one, if you're not going to own bonds, what are you going to own instead? Right, what's the alternative? Ah, that's the best question It's not, by the way, Because people will say annuity. it's alternatives. No. Do not own an equity. Does an insurance product sound like a, as something secure as a U.S. government bond? No. No. Anybody who thinks that, I mean, that's my first argument. Okay. But so what would be the alternative is number one. Number two, bonds should be there for cushion, not for return. People have a tendency to look at, oh, well, that part of my portfolio is not making enough money, Tom. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But it'll be there when the other part goes way down. So I, bonds should be in your portfolio. Well, but again, for some stability. people will say things like preferred stock or high dividend stocks. Wow, higher mm. risk. You see, you've kicked the yep. risk way up. The point of bonds is lowering the risk. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. We have lines open for you right this very minute. They're working, so you have no excuse not to call. And uh, we'll be back. I'm Don. That's Tom talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Hey, hi. Welcome back. Shh, be quiet over there. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. He's, he's talking because he, there's no music. And he gets confused really easily. Uh, I, on the other hand, I'm on top of this thing. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Give us a call, 855-935-8255. VBTLX, the Vanguard Total yes. Bond Market Index mm -hmm. Admiral Shares. Yeah. Year-to-date total return. This is total not how much return. it's that down. Includes this is the total interest. return, interest yep. plus losses, mm -hmm. negative 2%. Okay, so let's just chat about that just for a moment because some of you say, well, why would I want to be in bonds 
when they're losing money, first of all, they're not losing anything. They've lost money. Everything should be in past tense. Number two, compare that 2% or what did I just say for DFIJX 3.9. Compare that to last spring when I believe stocks were down, Mm. oh, I don't know, over 30% in like six weeks. There is literally no comparison in losses between the two. So don't get caught up in this. I only want to be in the things that go up all the time because nothing exists that does that other than Don's intellect, of course. You know, don't It's it's because I'm getting old. It's small and getting smaller. It's a silly notion. Bonds should be there, as I said, for portfolio stability, not to enrich you necessarily. And everybody in the world has a new product to sell you instead of bonds because it's an easy story to sell right now, right? Uh, Absolutely. It's an easy story to sell. And you know, that that. that leads me right into the next question, which was sent into TalkingRealMoney.com. This is really is totally connected. And this is coincidental. I am a longtime listener, really enjoy your show. I understand your position on annuities in general, but what's your thoughts specifically on the on MIGA annuities that are available? Are they a good alternative for CDs or other fixed income? Isn't Mi- it Amiga? Mi- no, some people call them MIGAs. Okay. All some right. people call them MIGAs. Yeah. It's a guaranteed uh, rate annuity. That's a, it's, it's for a certain number of years. That's what a MIGA yeah, is. I'm, I need to know more specifically. I have to find it sounds out. like you know more about the product. I'd have. I'm yeah, no, no. I, I want to sure. find out what the latest um, the latest yields are on MIGAs. Here's here's one multi year guaranteed annuity. Yeah, three no. percent. Um, couple of problems with MIGAs. Couple of problems. One, as Tom mentioned earlier, who's guaranteeing the safety of your principal? The U.S. government. Or an insurance company. Yeah, you make the call as to which one you believe more. I made my decision on that a long time ago. U.S. government or an insurance company. Two, Mm -hmm. you are locked in with a MIGA. Now, you can get out of a bond fund at any point in time. The value may be up or down. That's part of the the risks involved. But to say this is a riskless alternative. Not down by 2%. Oh, my goodness. I'll never get my money back. With these, if you want to get your money out, you're going to pay a, a surrender charge to get out. Oh, goodness. Why? Because the, the the money has to stay in the annuity for a long time to to for the insurance company to earn back the commission that they pay up front to the person selling it to you. And if the person selling it to you tells you there is no commission, they are a bald-faced, absolute, no doubt about it, liar. They are, they are not just misleading you. They are literally lying to you because annuities of all shapes and sizes that are sold through any kind of an agent have commissions. They must. That's the way they get paid. And so what's the difference between this and an immediate annuity where you give the money to the insurance company, they start paying you back at a still relatively low amount of interest, correct? Right. An immediate annuity is very, very similar, but the difference is with the MIGA, you can get your money back. Once you you have have committed, once you have, well, but if you get a three-year MIGA, you can get a three-year MIGA at a lower rate. The the higher rates, the threes are probably on 10-year MIGAs. Got it. So you're locking your money up for a decade. Um, Whereas with an uh, an immediate annuity, you're giving the insurance company your money and they're promising to give you a monthly income for the rest of your life, they're betting you die sooner than you think you will. 
and they're probably they make right. Those, they, they make those bets every day, and generally, guess what? They're, they're on right. the right side of that bet. They're always on the right they side. They got a lot of people working on it. It's like a casino. If the casino lost more than it won, the casino wouldn't last long. Have you yeah. ever looked at the headquarters of an insurance company? Nice place. They're nice buildings. They're lovely. <laughs> So it's a it's it's two different things. It's it's a horse and a zebra. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or send your questions in at talkingrealmoney.com and stick around. We got a lot more coming up. Phone lines are open. I'm Don. That's Tom. We love talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Just like that. It's like magic. Hi, welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. You're there. Thank you for being there. Call us at 855-935-TALK to talk about your dough. And we get also get a lot. And we also we, we get also get. Excuse me? We get also get. Is get this going to be get, one of the Nibia moments or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am getting up there. And, you know, sometimes the mouth oh, doesn't stop move. it. It's like, psh- I've been feeling like like my brain is not firing on all cylinders lately. I'm going to take some more vitamins. Five hour energy. Let's go. I'm not taking five hour energy. Okay. All right. All right. We got it. We got Wow. We got a question. Whoa. And by the way, if you ever wanted to talk to the two of us, this is the moment to do that right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Call us right now. This one may right go. Through. This one may go past the break. Whoa. Okay. okay. I've got my little pen warmed up, ready to oh, go. Oh, you're not going to need a pen for this. Oh, okay. You are not going to. This is all about concept. This is high concept question. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Greetings, Tom and Don. Tom well, at least you got Tom that part right. Now. I am very picky with my podcasts, but yours made the cut. I wow. enjoy your delivery as it's both educational and entertaining. I thank you for the content. I'm a huge personal finance geek and have read and studied for countless hours on the topic with the hope of entering that field one day more as a oh. service rather than for the money. I am currently a 43-year-old Wall Streeter. Dude, I got 22 years on you. For the past 20 years that lives in <laughs> NYC with a wife and two kids and a third coming. Well, congratulations, wow. Dad. Uh, just feel a slight backstory helps the give more context. I'm a huge believer of low-cost index, geographically diverse ETF strategy, and love the Paul Merriman strategy, 10 funds. Most of my savings goes toward this strategy over 95%. I want to drop you a line regarding your views on crypto. I'm one that actively saves 20 to 25% of my income in a taxable account. I have an adequate emergency fund, max out my retirement. I'm confident in how I structure my, my accounts and challenge any financial planner to poke a hole in it. How's that for confidence? The oh. bottom line is I'm an oversaver and I have my order of operations in order. Like order, order of operations, of operations in, order. in order. I'm not okay. trying to be a solution looking for a problem, but I do feel like if one has their order of operations in check, they should be allowed to allocate a small portion, 1% to 2% or even up to 5% toward riskier endeavors, private equity, collectibles, real estate, even crypto. Yes, even crypto. I know your message is the, to the broader masses that don't have their acts together. Little elitist, little elitist. However, I do feel your message would resonate better if you put the disclaimer in that you're okay for one investing a small portion of one's assets if they have all their operations in order. I just like 
Okay, you, wait. To be I'm gonna okay stop you right there. The, 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 yes. You know what? The, you know. You know what this sounds like. This right? is where he's gonna keep going. He keeps going on this. Yeah. Go, okay. But I'll, which I'll let you. do. But this no. is the argument that well, index funds are okay for <clears throat> the little people, mm-hmm. but us really smart people, the really sophisticated, we know better. Mm-hmm. We have some of our money in hedge funds because wow, those make a lot of money. We have some of our money in private equity because that really cranks things up and now that bitcoin's available i'm putting some of my money there because this is where the real money's made but you little people you people that ah, don't it, really know anything about anything you can just use index funds it's okay it did sound a little condescending uh so, but let yeah. me go on he says as mentioned earlier i have no idea if crypto will or won't make money in the long run and frankly neither do you However, your message would be better received if you stripped away your emotions of opining on it uh, being an allocated asset at the expense of a low-cost index ETF versus an, an excess that may or may not make money. Anyway, same story as buying a boat, sports car, trip, casino, whatever. Whatever you want to spend okay, money whoa, whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, happy whoa, to discuss. Same as buying a boat? Yeah, that's what he says. Because uh, oh, uh, the boat uh, could sink, I guess. Is that what he means? <laughs> the car could be driven off a cliff? I don't know what he's basically saying. What he says is I struggle with your binary hard stance on something like crypto. (laughs) What if you're wrong? Don't strip that opportunity from someone. Okay. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to take By the way. I see there are some things that we're just going to say are a bad idea. Yep. And I, you know, I I don't, I think I don't know it for a fact. I have never said I know it for a fact, but I am 99% confident based on my I've been in the in the financial business almost as long as you've been alive. Okay, but that's and not I've even got the argument that I have. Yeah, but I've got perspective. And I've, perspective every time I've seen have. something like this come along, it has been a disaster. But beyond that, it's what the what is your money going to? Your money's simply going to the person who bought it before you, and then when you need to sell it, it's about the person the next the greater fool theory. It literally is because there is nothing to substantiate. In other words, when you buy other securities, there's actually something there. There is nothing there in this case. Zero. Purely speculation and speculative. And here's the there's really the rub. There is no, no reason for cryptocurrency. No reason. I have asked. I have begged. I have said, please tell me why. And the only answer I ever get from anybody is that it's the blockchain. You're not investing in the blockchain. You're buying air. 855-935-TALK is our number. I'm Don. That's Tom. And we talk real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Hi, Don here. Talking Real Money, you remember that? The show? The, the show? The podcast? The show on Como? You can call us if you want. We have a line open. Or three. Maybe four. I don't know how many. I don't even know how many lines we have. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number, though. 855-935-8255. And uh, Mr. Scott, you have a question. Welcome to Talking Real Money. No, guys, I actually have a comment. <gasps> I like comments, I too. You guys do a, yeah, I think you guys do a great job. I've been with, with Vestry for a little over two years, one of your clients. Um Early on, a couple years ago, you told us how to figure out 
it's a uh, financial advisor was duly registered. Yes. And I hear you talking a lot about that on the show, but the information that you gave me to figure it out on my own was very helpful to get the ADV part two mm-hmm. and how to look at that. So I see you have how to bet your advisor at talking real money. Um, one of the things that, that I found when I looked at it and you mentioned it is that you can also see the, the fact that they're not a fiduciary at times. And I just haven't heard you guys uh, bring that up in, in a long time. So I thought I'd, I think, I'd bring that to you. Again. I That's think it. that is a good thing. And we, you're absolutely right. Sometimes when we talk about something and we think we've covered it, we, we forget that, that it, it bears repeating. The, the information is very, yeah, very... You repeat a lot of stuff. Yeah, we do. Tom, <laughs> mainly. Old. Tom, mainly. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, That's my only comment. I love your show. Keep up the good work. Thanks so oh, much, Scott. Thank you for the trust you place in us uh, to work with us. That's a very kind comment. Yeah, this is... Uh, we. I, I think we mention it a lot, but thank you for pointing out that maybe we don't. Because we did start off the program talking about various types of advice, right? You could do the, You could take advice from... New, uh, do-it-yourself sites, Paul Merriman, we mentioned, et cetera, et cetera, and then build your own portfolio, manage it. You could get help from a robo-advisor, or you could do more of a full service. This is the work that Scott just talked about uh, with our company at Vestry, where we do the planning, we do the management of the money, et cetera, et cetera. So there's different ways to go here. But when you get to the full service part, it's confusing because everybody – and by the way, we talked to a guy on the Zoom call today. He said, I called his other firm – and, oh, yeah, they're a fiduciary, but they're also selling equity index annuities. Well, then they're not. They're not know, always I, a fiduciary. I know. I don't know how they can say that. But well, they can say they saying. are because they're an RIA. Yeah. But they're and, not always. See, the key word that they yeah. won't use is always. That's what you 100%. need to say. Are you always required to act in my best interest? 100% of the time. And uh, it's a very large, you know, the number, the percentage. It's 1%. Of the industry. Okay, I was talking about the other percentage. So 99% of the advisors out there are not 100% fiduciary advisors, period. Well, and as Scott mentioned, one of the great ways to check them out, but it is ponderous, is to go to Advisor Info, and that's E-R, advisorinfo.sec.gov. And we have a link to that at talkingrealmoney.com slash help. That's one way to do it. But then you have to read through their ADV part two. Do not try to use the part three relationship summary to figure it out because that thing is a disaster. That was the the dumbest thing the SEC ever came up with. That was a few years ago. They're going to make this easier. And by the way, if you get through the ADV and you still have time left before it's night-night, I have a, a copy of the Warren Commission report here, too. I will send you as well. But let me for I, I'm going to use a company. I'm going to actually use a company by name I think as an a good example. Idea. Yeah, there's a huge company that that is a registered investment advisor. You've heard of them called Ameriprise. Heard of them? They have yes. an ADV part two that They're is duly registered, ninety one pages long. Yeah, ninety. I, I think you use the word ponderous. Ninety one pages long. Now one that's. Right there is a clue that you're probably not dealing with a 100% fiduciary because our parent company, Appella Capital. How many pages? Uh, has a, hold on, I want to double check because I know how big ours was, but I don't know how big Appella's is and Appella's not our parent. Uh, their brochure is 
By the Hold way, on. that's our brochure. 33. And in the old days when it was Vestry. Ours was like 13. Was, yeah, was very, I thought it was like 11. They're a 12, bigger yeah. company, so it's longer. But let me give you another. This is the easiest way of all. Go to their website. All right, are you ready? I'm going to go to Ameriprise.com. Yeah, please do. Okay, down at the very bottom. Scroll, always scroll to the bottom of the page or close to the bottom of the page. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, the, the, this says, quote, investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. That means they're a fiduciary. However, the very next line says, Ameriprise Financial Services, member FINRA, and SIPC. Which is what? What is FINRA? The Financial Industry Regulatory Authority and Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Those two references tell you that you are now dealing with a broker-dealer, too. That is how you know you have a dual-registered institution. Which is most of the industry, frankly. Most. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, Merrill Lynch. Because everybody, Merrill Lynch, yeah, sure. dual yep. registered. Yep, Morgan right. Stanley, dual registered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Voya, Voya, dual registered. Uh, yeah. Edward Jones, dual registered. They're they're dual registered. So which that means they're not always required to act as a fiduciary. They can call themselves that. Right. And then from time to time, they will, as you would say, Don, change caps, take off the fiduciary hat i think right. he's looking for it now i do i have my fiduciary oh, there hat there it is and your then change best it to interest the, hat the, to the merely suitable, suitable cap i'm literally yeah, putting yeah, on the caps be, but they don't do that you see i think this should be the new law is that <laughs> if, only because you want to sell those i want to sell these man. hats <laughs> any any dual registered advice any advisor anywhere should be required to wear a hat when they're to working What's wrong? with you, my hair looks good. I'm no, a TV but, guy. I work hard but, on it. But it, you have to tell them you're always acting. Whenever ah, you're I acting see. as a fiduciary, you have to wear the best interest hat. If you ever drift over into the best interest standard into selling product, you have to wear <laughs> the red hat. Red hat. I, I was. I noticed the merely suitable is red. Just to yeah, point yeah, that out. There. It's a red baseball cap. Uh-huh. Uh, so no, I mean this no is no political statement implied None whatsoever. Uh, Scott raises a very good issue. And that is if you're just going out into the world to find somebody. Most people want the security of hiring a big firm, right? Because they, like you just said, Ameriprise, Merrill Lynch, et cetera, because these are huge national firms. I feel some security around that. That is not the right thing to feel. I'm going to give you one last quick question before the break. This is really short. I don't know if you know the answer or not. You don't know what the question is. Uh, blue. I'll go with But it's blue. about the Washington State capital gains tax, which I know nothing yes. about. I do know. It goes into effect the first of the year, and it's 7%. That I do know. Does it recognize a step up is the question. I don't know. Well, what do you mean a step up? A step up in basis no. at a death. You know, like oh, at a, at a death. Well, a it's not up. it's not an estate tax. No, no, no. But the capital U.S. capital gains rate. If I have a piece of property and it's yeah. appreciated, they step up the yeah. cost basis. I would at imagine the time of someone's died, but that I, doesn't have impact the capital yeah, gains it does. tax. The yeah, great it does. State yeah, of Washington. Yeah, it does. If I have a house yeah. that I paid a hundred thousand dollars for, I yeah. die. This doesn't apply to real estate, by the way. Okay, I have a stock I paid a thousand dollars for, yeah. and I die, right. and I leave it to you. It's worth ten thousand ah, dollars. Then you sell it, right? Yeah, of course, because that would have gotten the, the stepped up, Correct. right? Because it's going to be based on the on the federal 
That's returns. right. Yeah, yes, okay. that is correct. Yeah. And by the way, there was there's an initiative on the ballot that I think is like next week that um, the, anyway, that, that would be overturning that or affirming it. I'm so. Don. That's Tom. And we just hang out talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Hey there. Welcome back. Talking real money. Been a been a unique day. Been a very unusual day. Uh, one of the m- more different shows I've ever done <laughs> without the music. Hopefully everything will be back to normal next Saturday when we do the show again on Como Radio and then turn it into a podcast like I'm going to do this weekend for Monday and Tuesday because I do that every week. I take the Talking Real Money program from Saturdays. I turn it into a podcast that airs on Monday or Tuesday. So if you miss some of the podcast or the radio show, you can go listen to it as a podcast. And if you just want to hear it again, you can go listen to it as a podcast. Plus, you can listen to a lot more. Plus, we have video casts on YouTube. We've just got all kinds of ways to listen to watch what we do because we're trying to educate everybody everywhere all the time. So please, please, please tell more about the show, the podcast, spread the word. And if you need more help, if you have this big stack of statements and you're feeling massively overwhelmed because you really don't know what you have, how they properly relate to one another, what you're paying for all of these things, what they're going to do for you in the future. Well, we'll let you borrow one of our fee-only 100% fiduciary advisors. We'll let you borrow one. Half hour, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour. You borrow them. No cost, no obligation, no high pressure sales pitch guaranteed you can call and set up an appointment at 800-386-3004 800-386-3004 or you can set one up right at our website at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com talking real money we hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.